0: the around the NFL podcast
1: survived the swifty takeover from the Chris Wessling podcast studio it's around the NFL I am Dan Hansis. heroes here Greg Rosenthal Mark Sessler yes you did six shows in seven nights here at SoFi Stadium and now it is over no more cars in the parking lot no more maniacal fans no more screaming it's over
2: well, I mean, <laughs> we were here typically in the morning to early afternoon hours. I didn't even notice it. I mean, I drive in and out. Did you? What did Was there something happening? Some extra
1: grinding sons? from Daddy. Daddy was at the Hard Knocks uh, stuff on Tuesday, which took us right into another Swifty explosion.
3: Right. But you are the daddy in this case. Oh well, You're obviously. Our daddy. Son.
1: I could if you want. We got that <laughs> conversation. I don't. No, you are young. I'm already a daddy to
3: two sons. I don't. Mm. The whole dynamic would make me. I'm not looking for
2: you to be my father. I, that,
3: that was right. a Greg request. It, no, I'm not either. It's just yeah. confusing because <laughs> technically we were all yeah, father. Uh, right. Two children. Well, yes, father, you know.
1: Yes, true. Um, you know, uh, one other note that I didn't mention about that concert. The second song is the song that's a huge fan favorite called Cruel Summer. And now I know what it was like to see the Beatles. Seventy five thousand people in that building. Every every and many women and girls, as I told you yesterday, right, sure, screaming at the top of their lungs, either the lyrics to the song or just screaming, out of control screaming. Couldn't hear Taylor Swift. Hmm. I could see her. You could hear the bass thumping, but you actually couldn't hear her because the crowd was going that. Ballistic.
2: Yeah, I saw lots of video of like girls it's um, crazy
3: breaking down, crying, like literally it, melting. It's nuts to tears. You should, but have, you should have tried powerful. to quiet them down. You're like <laughs> trying to listen. Quiet, to Daddy's that's trying to enjoy the show. I saw that's I, weird too. You know who I saw in the huddle yesterday? It's kind of reminded me of old NFL times where you just see random uh, mm. athletes in the huddle. Chris Johnson, the great Titans. Two thousand yard back. rusher, mm. and, I, and I told him he was once on the because he was walking around with our friend David Singer, and, and we were talking, and told him he was once on on the cover of a, of a magazine I produced, the old Fantasy magazine, and it reminded mm. me the road world. You magazine, told him that I did. <laughs> what what was his react? Was it a Taylor Swift type? Reaction? We were talking fantasy, just how like how crazy people were. I mean, he was, like
1: he was like a a superstar in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. yeah, that's a wild thing to be like. Hey, did you know you were on the cover of a magazine
3: <laughs> once? I was just like. <laughs> It reminded me how, um, you know, we're here in the Chris Wesseling podcast studio that Chris Wesseling at least partly made his name on Rotoworld.com. I would say a solid brick in in the foundation of Rotoworld.com was on Chris Wesseling's Chris Johnson take. That he, that I think it was his rookie, and it reminded me with this uh, training camp coming up, it was his rookie training camp that Chris planted a flag as hard as you could possibly plant a flag that not only will Chris Johnson like be a factor, but he will win you your fantasy league and is he's gonna be like one of the fantasy stories. And he couldn't have been more aggressive about it and just like putting him like aggressively atop the rankings and everyone's like, okay, wow, Chris Wesley. And then it came so true. Mm, Uh I I feel like even for years he was living off the fumes of uh his great Chris and his personal website
2: had some incredible Chris Johnson write-ups. And Mm. I think in general like around this time when the game these preseason games would get started and you could argue to their relative meaninglessness compared to what comes next, but he would always have one or two running backs, especially at that position, that say, I'm watching them, I see how fit they are, they look different than ever before, they're gonna explode, and then you're in week three, week four, and he's completely right. It's like he, you with uh
3: Toby Gerhardt a few years back.
2: Well, that was like, you know, <laughs> two two making the leap articles on Toby Gerhardt didn't push him over the finish line. So two thousand
1: nine, Chris Johnson, two thousand six yards. 14 touchdowns rushing, 16 total, averaging 125 yards per game. He won Offensive Player of the Year for 2,500
3: yards from scrimmage. Is that the most ever?
1: It's if it's not the most, it's 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 close. I you know, and it's a cautionary tale, of course, because he had let's see, 50 catches. Yeah, he had 400 touches. Had one Pro Bowl the next year, and then was never uh, a Pro Bowler again or an All Pro. It
3: is, by the way. That, I mean, that's kind of an yeah. underrated record. As NFL is, records going, yeah. gaining the most amount of yards of anyone in the history of the sport Who's in record a single did he break, season. Like?
2: Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Ah. You Christian McCaffrey is number three. Interesting.
1: Yeah, and I, early in our tenure, uh, Mark, he was kind of like the first running back to fail in his attempt to get paid. Remember that totally ponderous holdout that became a major storyline yeah, yeah. throughout the 2011 uh, offseason, or 2010 offseason going into 2011 he wanted quarterback money. Think about that and how much the league has changed. He wanted quarterback superstar money coming two years off his... I mean, he was their quarterback
2: for half right it. Right, you
1: know, coming off his 2,000-yard season, and he had to settle for a nice deal but nowhere near quarterback money. Now these guys are just trying to get, like, safety money. So
3: mm.
2: Yeah, it's gone south. It's going
3: it's a safe, in the wrong direction. Six straight years of uh, 1,400 yards of, from skirmish. I mean... I guess he's not uh, even getting considered at all for a Hall of Fame stuff, but that's pretty good. That's better than He some. He peaked early. I mean, that would be the only yeah. thing. Anyway, good Chris Johnson talk. What did he say when you said you were on a magazine? Yeah, what was once? his re- – well, the, the way I put it, I was just like, I, I don't even know how – We were talking for a few minutes. Like, it was taking a while for that sandwich to come, to the point Definitely. where I was like, I think we all were ready for, to move on uh, in our lives. But he was very cool. Um, we, we were having a good talk. I don't I don't remember. Do you what think, he said.
1: Mark, do you think he remembers the conversation he had with Greg yesterday?
2: I think it's probably, you know, if he <laughs> sort of scans this entire trip to the West Coast, it's gotta be in the top it's, um two or three it, things that occurred to him. Because he just met like Greg. A, I mean, a bunch of squares
3: really... at that NFL <laughs> network building, but there was There's that little guy. guy that was pretty cool in the lunchroom.
2: That
1: one dude. Yeah, so that's a, that's uh <laughs> the Chris Johnson tale. Uh we have some fun stuff to get to. We have Eric Edholm coming up uh, to talk. Power rankings? How about that? We'll get to that in a second. We also have football games, kind of starting this weekend, starting tonight. In fact, Thursday, a couple games tonight, and then games through Sunday. The first full week of preseason action, and we're going to kind of spin through the schedule of games and share some things that we're looking forward to. Well, some of us are looking forward to.
2: Yeah. Well, we don't have we don't have the same take on the preseason, and I'm surprised that I'm the, the guy, not even the most cynical. Uh, preseason observer in this room,
1: like if I could, uh, like the bit you did where you just got up and left the room during our quarterback conversation. That was not a bit. Well, then why a... are we doing
3: this segment?
1: Because <laughs> I, I am not a monster, and I know how much you guys. But I love actually think you pre-season. might have
3: suggested it.
1: No, I was like, yeah. What well, yesterday it was like? You did suggest. Should we it. do so? Hit the preseason as like part of uh, the show tomorrow, and everybody's like, yeah, good. And then we got on the phone today. I was like. Mark's like, I have seven hundred takes that are ready I, to share for the I, preseason. No, I was like, yeah, oh I boy.
2: I would argue this because I think normally i I think the preseason starts and you're like, oh wait a minute, this is terrible, uh, but and it is right, but this time around, I think that you got a lot of rookie heat. At wide receiver, at quarterback, mm. okay. and it's a little bit different. You got some teams. Save it. A little bit different. Save it. That's all.
3: Save it. Not only do we have that. This is
2: our product I ex- to pedal, and I, ex- I, I appreciate the product.
3: I actually the- have a gift. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's it's a little out of character for you to what? fall into like line with the corporate machine. And I,
1: I like it.
2: I. We need more of it. This is not on. I think if you go and look at every the hours leading up to the first week of preseason. I'm jazzed up, but I do admit that about ten minutes into, you know, <laughs> Patriots Texans at four ten p.m. on the West Coast, can be like, "This is not a real product."
1: That's what kills me about. Gets me in September. I try, I've done it before. I try to get in excited about the preseason. Right. And trust me, what we're going to talk about, and that's why I wasn't a jerk about it yesterday. I, I was, was even like, "Yeah, let's do it." I like the idea of the stories and who's going to win this job and that job. But then the games start and I'm like,
2: oh, boy,
1: I shouldn't say too much, actually.
2: Right. Just... All right. We'll be back Monday. Yes.
1: The, the games are still better than no- nothing. Okay? I mean, our but...
3: our boss, <laughs> oh, are they? who was also in the huddle yesterday, Roger Goodell was there to not get a chance to uh, speak with him. Tell him that he's been on a magazine. But cover. he was walking, walking <laughs> around, talking to some interns. I uh, so nice I had move.
2: a I had a near Goodell running because Patrick Clabon was coming up mm. the stairs from our yes the the basement level makeup area and he said Goodell's down there and so I had a like a hobo's paper bag of clothing that you know now
1: I we, noticed that bag in well, the studio it, yesterday it looked a little you put it in the sad. in, in yeah. the bag
2: and then it yeah, it was sad but like so I'm walking <laughs> down the corridor um, there's a gaggle of like high high looking officials and I was not allowed <laughs> into the men's locker room because apparently Goodell was in there <clears> changing. So I was told by someone that I'm not going to say it was. It was like, please come back later. Not for you right of now. Of course. So my sad little paper bag and I turned around. I I'm
1: picturing you with like the, the hobo stick
3: with the bandana with the stuff. Not in it, far from it. Walking down the highway. I think if
2: I had not had the bag, they would have <laughs> let me in the room.
3: I, I, I brought him up and we didn't get a chance to talk, uh, unfortunately. I've actually never really spoken with Roger Goodell in my life. So. Oh, we have. We've multiple conversations. Um, but um. Good ones. Good one, yeah, really But nice. He tried He tried to squash another week out of the preseason, remember? I mean, he was moving hard, and he got so much pushback. So, I mean, he, he kind of shared your view. He was trying to get it down. To do t- we
1: have a, a preseason uh, promo read later? We do. Okay, I want the shadowy league figures to know that I'm going all the way in. I'm going hard on that read, because uh, I like it here. All right, uh, before we get uh, to Eric at home, let's hit one bit of news. Not a bunch going on, considering we just did a show yesterday, but... You know, the defending world champion Chiefs are a team that need Chris Jones in the building. And he's not because Chris Jones is a, a holdout. He wants to be paid uh, at the highest levels in terms of defenders in the NFL. Um, however, Red Veach, who you mocked famously a few years back, Greg. But then walk that back and apologize before then. he won. Multiple so now we're all good. I mean,
3: the whole thing was, I just liked, I just made a funny voice and pretended to be, I think you be, belittled. It the was a little That's less. Bit. Yeah. It was a little less about him personally. And just, you know, he just got caught in the comedy crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when it's
1: pure comic genius, like yeah. you just, sometimes you just catch a stray and you know, like, it's all in the game. Uh, yep. No surrender. It's all in the game. Uh, GM <laughs> of the cheese, Brett Beach told the athletic on Wednesday, Uh, Do not expect Chris Jones to be sent out of town. Uh, They have no intention. Here's the quote. We have no intentions of trading Chris since the start of the offseason. Chris has been right at the top of our priorities every year. It's a different scenario and a different dynamic. One of the dynamics this year was the fact that some of the players in that position group Didn't get done until late, so there was a natural holding pattern. He's entering the final year, Chris Jones, of his four-year $80 million contract. He wants a big-time extension. The highest-paid player, by the way, at his position is Aaron Donald, who got three for 95 last summer. Quinn and Williams most recently got the bag four for 96. So you could figure out, again, different angle than Greg. You've been on the agents recently. I'm more like why we – it's all just – all the contracts now are built out. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, the, if you're Chris Jones, you Jones, be like, uh, excuse me, management, I'm good. And I go back to the Chiefs, and I say, Quinn and Williams, four for 96. I would like four for 104.
2: That's all you do. A total snooze fest of a situation because, of course, he's going to get paid. <laughs> and you keep the commission. Right. It's, it's a bonkers financial strategy.
3: He's gonna get paid. What? we're just 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 check back in a fortnight. I be, I he'll believe be I believe so. I think I d- want to just give a round of applause to us, the football cognoscenti, ah, uh, that how little attention this has gotten. Nick Bosa is a holdout. Chris Jones is a holdout. These are two of the best players in the league. That certainly would be the best two free agents in the league next year if they were free. If they got to the free agency. And yet, uh, there's almost been no attention. I mean, back in the day, we were writing daily stories about Javon Walker. I don't know why the (laughs) Javon Walker holdout is the one that really scarred me. It's probably because they don't play quarterback, and people ultimately just don't care about non-quarterbacks. But, like, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and then I would throw Josh Jacobs in there holding out has gotten almost no attention. I remember back in the day writing
2: roughly, like, 412, like, meaningless updates about Matt Forte trying to get paid with mm. the Bears was just, like, gun to head. Tuffy. And Take then it just happened. It's, like, just now, I think we we are learning. Just stay silent. Put head to ground, and it will happen at some point.
3: There's, like, an outside chance, I feel like, you know, these could go into, like, the week before week one. It'd be a little surprising if anyone missed time. Maybe Josh Jacobs would be the one that— That one feels a little— ang- Angry enough. Angst. Angst. The only thing that,
1: as a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't be concerned— the only thing that would concern me slightly, of course, he's an elite athlete whose production tells you he, he, he busts ass to be who he is. But if he's out of camp and doing his own thing and then he comes back in a week before the game start, is he going to be kind of ready to go? Is he susceptible to
3: injury? You want your guys in the building. You want to feel like yeah, that is part's going. real. And he's older. Yeah. This is his third contract. Yeah, uh, this is not as he, he's already gotten one big contract, and I think that probably is what's complicating it a little bit because he's the best at what he does, basically, at, at his particular. I know he's he's a different player than Donald. He wants to get paid like it, but he's got to be thirty two, thirty three by the end of this contract.
1: Okay, there's a little news item. Anything else?
2: When's the last time we had one news item?
1: Well, you had one you wanted to add.
2: No, I I was would mention that the Browns added Shelby Harris to their defense You would mention line. that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I, I think they've done a nice job this offseason. That was a huge weakness all last year. You could run right through
3: them like an open barn door, and they've shored that up. You think they've done enough. How are you feeling about the Browns offense? I was pretty stunned off that defense, defense rather, uh, that the football outsiders have them ninth in defense. I, I thought
2: that was high, too, because for me, it's always like, let's see it first. But um, I think they've got a pretty elite group of cornerbacks. Um, they've got some young safeties. You've you put someone across from Miles Garrett, and the interior defensive line has been patched up. So they did about as much as you could do, and you mm. get these August signings. And like Shelby
3: Harris, like has been a really consistent player, I think. So right, other draft other draft picks haven't worked. I guess they just drafted someone, Siaki uh, Ika, so he can play there. But you're right; it's kind of like the old the old big guy group: Dalvin Thomas and Shelby Harris, Darius Smith. Probably they all they all won't work out. But defense. To me, it's a little less about talent. It's a little bit more just about, like, coaching and attitude. Are they playing hard? You know? So if Schwartz can get them to do that, maybe they're Yeah, their coordinator
2: bad. was a big problem the last two years. You're bad. A little, a little do, don't just
1: figures. do your job. Do your job and more.
2: Right. Well, I, now they've,
1: they've adopted, that's where football is now. They adopted now.
3: that slogan on Tuesday after seeing that on Hard Knocks from the Jets. I can't wait to, you know, see Belichick <laughs> shake Jeff Ulbrich's hand after uh, <laughs> the 11th straight Patriots victory over the Jets and be like... Little mother, I was. I knew more about football before you were even born.
1: Good stuff. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, Transition.
3: I remember you as a player on the 49ers. You were a Jag.
1: Transition. <laughs> you know, I, one, it's not a criticism of hard knocks, and I'm not going to go dungy here, by the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the Jets are the hard knocks team, and my son, Jack, is really get starting to get into football. In fact, it's his birthday this weekend, and he asked um, his grandmother for an Aaron Rodgers jersey, and that's arriving on Saturday. And um, He previously had a Sam Darnold jersey and a Zach Wilson jersey, so Oof. third time's the charm. Um, how do you watch that with the eight-year-old when mm. Jeff Ulbrich
3: is going off with f-bombs how do I do it what's the what's the play so I brought that up um because Walker wanted to watch it and he's watched quarterback and I said well there's there's a lot of bad words there and he's very whenever I say a bad word it, something that's not even a bad word like dumb he'll be like it's a bad word I'm like that's not it's right. come down. that's not really a bad word um
2: not in the array of bad words anyways but I, so I said that I said yeah.
3: there's a lot of you know bad words on that show he's like well I already know all the bad words so what's the difference yeah I don't, I th- like, th- I don't that's think that's a big stri- deal I was like that's a strong F-bombs argument. are pretty heavy, though. No, but my, yeah. he's my like kids, He's like, I know the worst ones. I was like, I know. I know, buddy.
2: My kids know them all. Um, there doesn't seem to be a compulsion to say them out loud in our house. They're like, a little older, but yeah. They're a little older, but I watched like the first half hour of Saving Private Ryan with him yesterday, which I I know Why? is intense. Wait, wait. <laughs> well, no, because like they're really into World War II and stuff, and I was like... Well, I think you got to rip... Isn't that the... one of the most savage depictions It's insane, in the history but it's of It's insane, cinema? but they handled it beautifully and, like, we're going to continue to watch it. Like, it's like, wow. I think you rip the Band-Aid off at some point and start mm. showing real things. I, I've, like, tried, I've tried. tried it. And Mike, off in there's there. a man that carries his own arm at one point, but, like, um, there's a lot of other things that happen. It's not... that's not. The... <laughs> hey, not judging
1: your parenting. I, I just... Also, when I like, think oh, by of that way, movie, like, I think yeah. of the opening scene being as you know, horrifying as any depiction of it war is. ever.
2: It is. but, like, they weren't... They were in rapt attention. Now I don't feel so... Guilty about? Yeah, I think you can handle. Jeff, Jeff Albright. Albright, yeah. Albright. it's like he's gonna, you know, it's a yeah. guy in a chair saying a bad word. Jack got into his first fight
1: uh, last week at a camp. Um, differing, differing items of reporting on this, but Jack said the kid in front of him, his hat fell off, and Jack said he stepped on it, but accidentally. Mm, the, uh, uh. Yeah. Okay. The boy then turned around, gave it to Jack and said, I thought you were my friend. Why'd you do that? And then kicked him, and on the playground it was like kicking him and calling him the B-word. And then Jack called him the B-word back. Wow. And then the counselor heard <laughs> can't Jack be say the B-word. I don't think you need to worry about the Jets' defense. Yeah, exactly. Mind. He's already super. Well, this is my point. Yeah. And, and I actually didn't even come down too hard on him about getting busted by the counselor because he's now at that age where... Um, you're going to have dust-ups with kids sometimes. I had it when I was, I remember St. Margaret's in the layup line with Tommy O'Hara, him going back and forth with him. That that was right around that age. And the language starts to ramp up around his age. I was just like, maybe, again, I don't want to dungify this, but maybe there's a, a it's HBO Max, you could do anything on that streaming platform. You could put the bleep version and the uncensored version.
2: You could also fast-forward through that part, too you great I, part you the parent well i know but then that's and the- it's not
1: just that part obviously you, you know yeah let's let's get to um a very important matter here vitally important um for the past and i think i have to address this because i was getting some stuff on social that seemed to there are people that were curious if this was went down a different way we've had some <laughs> let's face it we've had some unnecessary uh drama involving turnover connected to this podcast in this off season
4: mm-hmm.
1: and the, the transfer of duties. Um, I will no longer be doing power rankings on NFL.com this year. This was my idea. It was our idea collectively because we are really excited to do some more stuff connected to this show, specifically with NFL plus. We're going to have to kind of announce our plans to the audience soon on that, but we're working on like multiple new shows connected to the universe of ATN. So it was time to, to get power rankings off the plate. Um, And it's so important, I think, in any kind of group or organization for a nation, what have you, a peaceful transfer of power. Right. Because without that, you have chaos. Like when one president is handing it off to another president. We need that peaceful transfer of power. And with that said, I want to welcome on a highly qualified individual who has taken the scepter of not just the power rankings this is eric and i spoke last week the power rankings eric edholm writer (laughs) nfl.com the power rankings
4: Got your handwritten note in the top desk drawer, you know, in the presidential <laughs> yeah. office. Thank you for that; it was a nice touch. But and I do Sorry about the all the f bombs in it. You know that you know. <laughs> right. Been watching. I did,
1: first of all, I didn't know this
4: was such a parenting show. I didn't know that that was such a big topic. But I'm I'm going to tune into every format you guys have going forward to make sure I'm. Uh, <laughs> knowing when to screen Schindler's list for my kids, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> That's what happens when you have one
2: news item. So, uh, yes. We,
1: right, yeah. right, right.
4: Yeah, that was Dad. May in and corner. June, right? Um,
1: yes, Eric, who is a lead draft writer um, for us here at NFL.com, does awesome work there. And, and yeah, after four years of power rankings, it was time for me to graduate, do something else. And and who's more qualified than Edholm, Who's done it in the past on, on different – and different places. And uh, the first one was a banger. In fact, and I, I point everyone over to his power ranks because one thing, for, for example, Eric's he's streets ahead of me in terms of this time of year, especially because he can tell you, all right, here's the, my rankings and the rankings, especially this time of year, arbitrary, of course. However, <laughs> the, the rookie classes and, and how they're going to look and what we're going to be looking for in these upcoming preseason games Eric does a great job in the first power rankings diving into that side of these teams, which is so vital. So good job, Eric, and terrible job putting the chiefs. Number one, I don't, I just don't see it. Um, (laughs) It's time to get after some people on power rankings, but uh, yeah, good stuff, buddy. Great start.
4: Yeah. Thank you. I, I, it's funny that one of the, the last Twitter uh, replies I just got was somebody imploring me to be different, to be bold, to be creative, to think outside the box and, (laughs) Not just put last two last year's two Super Bowl teams atop the list, but I, I didn't want to break the news to him. If I if I did that, I would have you know I would have had Bengals Cowboys at the top. I would have gotten more you know garbage from that too. So I have been indoctrinated into the uh, the fan response thing. The last two days have given me a kind of a tiny snapshot of what you've gone through for four years. So it's gonna be a ride. It's gonna be a ride. I'll say that it'll be fun. I'd ask
2: you this because I know that Dan um, took a lot of heat. No matter what you do. You got like, big groups of people coming after you. And, like, uh, what is your uh, confrontational style? Are you someone that's just going to absorb it and, like, it, you know, water off a duck's back? Or do you get on Twitter and start telling people, you sit down, I'm the writer.
4: Yeah, the old ed home would, would have would have fired back and and thrown haymakers as best I could. I, I think I've mellowed a little bit. I I don't know if if that's a having kids thing or getting married thing. I don't know. I just uh, being in the business for for a while thing, but uh, I, I I do save up some some little quick pithy responses, whatever. <laughs> I I have them in my back pocket, but these days, I mean. You can look, I think I've responded to about five or six people. The other 236 are going to
3: have to wait. I'm trying to guess, and you can uh, tell me if I can guess right, because it, I'm trying to guess who has already been going after you the most that weren't <laughs> happy with these yeah. rankings. I'll throw the Seahawks out there. I don't know. You, they're, they're like a nicer fan base in general. They're, they're, they're smart, yeah. uh, but they might not be happy with being 14th. I, mean, I was trying to think. Other than that, I don't see anything popping too, too much.
4: Yeah, in fact, a lot of in, right above them, the Browns. Mark, you can weigh in on this if you have a strong feeling. I, I was gonna put the Browns a little higher than 13th. I had Seattle 14th, wow. uh, Cleveland. I know, I know, and and I said to myself, I don't think I can do it. In fact, I had just read Greg your little tantalizing nugget about what what Collinsworth was saying about Deshaun Watson. I hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't I hadn't watched the the TV broadcast. What was so. that? What for? Basically, well, Greg could probably yeah. set it up better than I can. But basically, kind of questioning whether Watson was a fit in this offense, true fit, like in a, a true Stefanski you know, offense. Glove. Yeah,
3: that, that yeah. was Thursday night, and we didn't really ever hit it on the podcast. But it was interesting. It I, reading between the lines, it sounded like Collinsworth had talked to the coaching staff and to Watson, and there was a little bit of a disagreement of the direction of the offense that, you know, Stefanski does one thing and Watson wants to freestyle and do a little more spread and a little more running. And that maybe the Browns weren't going to change their offense as much as Deshaun Watson was hoping. And the way he said it was couched, but it knowing how these things work, I don't think it was out of nowhere. And that was just like a little, a little something to, File away where if they're four yeah. and you know, seven and they fire Stefanski, I- I'll remember that because yeah. we know Watson's going to be there next year. I was going to say,
1: there's one guy that has a $230 million guaranteed contract and one guy entering his fourth year who hasn't made the playoffs in two and their one playoff when he was on the couch on his ba- in his basement. So.
2: Isn't that why it's yeah. totally fair to have Cleveland at 13? I, I-, I love it. because Can I share know, know? number 13
1: real quick? Just setting you up this way, Mark. That, to me, and we didn't talk about this, Eric, 13 was always my twilight zone. That spot 13 was where I couldn't quite figure out (laughs) and it was always natural fit. So I think it it works for the way you you, kind of came up with it, too when I couldn't quite buy in on a team, but I also couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. think I can't bury them 15, 16, 17, 13 was like, this is my, I'm going to park him here. Cause I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah. And you can't be offended. If you're a fan of a team sitting at 13, I think Cleveland just has this variance because we don't know what's going to happen with the most important right. position. There's they're talented. You can see it on paper, but that's been true for a number of years and the wins haven't come. So I, I have no issue with them being where they are. Mm.
4: I, I, I that twelve through probably uh, let me look at my list here eighteen seventeen eighteen I would say I had the Giants at eighteen that got some people lathered up Steelers <laughs> at nineteen got was really Ooh, yeah kind of a, a oh yeah that one set people off and I understand it right I just think the division's brutal and, and the same could be said for the NFC so that's what kind of has hidden. the Steelers a uh, pin for nineteen wins this year I so said that, uh, yeah. double
2: digit wins but I don't <laughs> think twelve I believe yeah well. I would ask you a question because I so I did QB Index. Greg, Greg has done it a number of times. I always felt yeah. like when I'm writing that thing, and you get from like 22 to 28, and like I'm staring at quarterbacks that I'm not even sure should be in the league based on injuries. It's yeah. like, are, do you what what sort of substances do you imbibe at that point just to get through that murky <laughs> area that's just like undefinable?
4: Yeah, it's usually cold coffee by that point because I'm so dialed in. You know, this is a piece, I, and, and I have sort of realized quickly that. You know you can do in small chunks or you can just try to sit down for for a three hour chunk and knock out as much as you can that's what i did and i, I didn't refill my cup so it was uh it was the cold Runner. coffee taste in my mouth mm. <laughs> that i was like we're getting to the point where i'm going to make some people mad and i don't really <laughs> know what i'm doing here because like you said there's so many unknowns so many variables it's it's a lot of dart throwing some of these picks are going to look ridiculous in a couple i months. think that
1: um based on my time writing, especially last season, and the way uh, Justin Fields uh, broke out in some ways last year, and then the very busy offseason for the Bears. So, the Chicago fans coming after you a little bit, having him at 25?
4: Yeah, And it was funny because I think I had him, I did some shuffling, and I think I started him at 23 and then just kept kind of saying, Well, I'm going to put the, right the commanders spot. ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, the defense of the commanders, Mike Vrabel for the Titans. You know, Green Bay could surprise people, whatever. I kept sliding people ahead of them. So, yeah, I got a little heat from my uh, my hometown folks. And, you know, I'm I'm just trying to be realistic about it where I think, uh, look, they still have a ton of issues to figure out. I, am I optimistic? Is the arrow pointing the right way? I think so. But there were still enough kind of reports about fields and having some some up and down practices that it made me think, I can't really graduate these guys up to contender status just because Aaron Rodgers is in the AFC East right now. I should know? say bad host job.
1: Here's the top ten. Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, Bengals, Bills. Uh, you could move maybe the back end of the top five round if you want if you want, but I think that's fine. Cowboys six, Ravens seven, Jets eight. See, I'm a little bit relieved I don't have to be, get killed for being a homer. Sure, <laughs> but I would have the Jets right in that zone as well. Uh, Dolphins nine, Jags ten, and then right on the outside, looking in, Lions and Chargers eleven, twelve.
2: Right. I have no Checked issue with for... that, except I I think the Ravens are coming in a little higher than I would have thought.
4: Yes, I think that's another team that I had some some regret on, and and probably would have put a little bit higher. But yeah, I mean, mm. look, it's it happens, Greg. <laughs> It happens and you You send it in and you know,
1: you have regrets.
4: (laughs) No wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's strange though that we've gotten some, some, some real frustration out of Ravens camp about the offense. Not strange. I shouldn't say that, you know, these things happen. Right. I mean, uh, but I I really was expecting there to be a little bit more of a smoother runway that they would kind of get this thing rolling and then kind of branch it out offensively. I mean, you know, it's, it's not as if, he hasn't been an offensive coordinator before, but it's a different thing. So it seems like there's been a little bit of frustration from Lamar and and the receivers aren't quite fitting in yet, but yeah, I might've gone a tiny bit higher if I had a, a redo right below uh, kind of the six,
3: I feel like there's six teams this year, chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Bengals, bills, Cowboys, where if like, they don't make the playoffs, right. it's a catastrophe. And I do think there's yep. sort of a, Cut after that. Now I'm sure Ravens fans or Jets fans will feel like it's a catastrophe if they don't make the playoffs too. But it's like not everyone can make the playoffs. But those first six, I, I suspect, are kind of a consensus first six. Though, but looking at the the power rankings in general, like I feel like the bottom of the league isn't as bad as it's been in some years. The Cardinals, yes. And and some other teams will pop in there. Maybe it's the Colts, who you have a little higher than I expected, 26. But, like, looking at teams like the Raiders and the Bucks, I can't kill you for making them 29th and 30th, but it's like those teams have a lot of players for the 29th and 30th team. And that's why the NFL is the greatest sports league <laughs> in the world. There you go, Greg. Here comes a... a- $100 just stuff Where's my hockey. MVP <laughs> coin? Are we still doing that?
4: <laughs> you get free usage of the uh the locker room. It down is crazy. There, right? is it, no, well, like, it's...
3: like the Raiders I get it, I get it. They're at 29. It's like, man, the Raiders yeah. have a lot of players for for it's, being 29 same with the Bucks. It's an optimistic time of year obviously
1: for almost every team except for the Cardinals. And that's when this is okay. so hard because it's like somebody's got to be 30 20 31 30 29 28 27 and you know, then the games start, uh, and Eric, that's when it gets really fun and uh, really busy and really contentious. But yeah. I think you're the right man for the job. Uh, I appreciate that the scepter has been passed for. and the the one thing I would say uh, if you can continue to carry on the legacy of just unearned confidence and, and letting people <laughs> know that, there are many power rankings but there is only one yes. that truly matters and it's the one that comes from the nfl itself and now it is you in control good luck sir
4: i'm a little nervous all of a sudden the way you painted it that way but yeah all right i'm i'm in i hope you guys will have me back on to talk power rankings sometime and uh yeah i appreciate everything you've done for remember
1: what good. rg3 said
4: the grind is the
3: find <laughs> <laughs> Dan, every every Tuesday before he pressed publish would actually bow to this shrine of, of Vic Cariucci, the first person to do ah, Vic, the, the George Washington of power rankings that's true. Uh, on NFL.com. That's true.
4: G- I'll, w. I'll get his, his, his mug behind me as, as a tribute. Just that's going, after, going after it during the rev.
1: All right, Eric, thank you very much, buddy. Good luck. We'll be in
2: touch. Thanks,
1: Eric. All right, boys. Thank you. See you, Eric. Of all the great things connected with power rankings, the most annoying thing that, the only thing that really got me pissed is if, like, nah, I don't do this much, but if I posted on Instagram like a shot of me and my sons or something, and then some bonehead would be like, "Yeah, what? yo Rams at twenty four, you <laughs> suck, you should be fired." It's like, bruh.
2: Yeah, I think the greatest insult I ever got was underneath <laughs> one article, "Um, you're dumb and your kids are dumb," and I only had one child at the time, so mm. it was like, what?
1: "Well, you have the daughter too." Maybe oh, yeah. Referencing. Yeah, Maybe that was stepfather, yeah. perhaps. Because you were completely absentee until she was 18.
2: I mean, it stuck with me. Yeah. That was a long time ago. All
1: right, let's take a break, and then we'll get into <laughs> preseason week one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Promo time. Welcome back. And this is an important one.
1: My employment hinges on how much I put into this room. Three, two, one. Football is back. And NFL Network has every preseason game, including 23, live. That's my favorite number. And it's also the year. Big names, putting new cities on their backs. A new class, putting their names on the map. Your team, your team. Mark, who's your team?
2: Uh, NFL Network.
1: Okay. Is back in action. It's time for football. The NFL preseason, August 10th through the 26th on NFL Network and stream on NFL Plus. Today is August 10th. Football is tonight. Football is back. Kind of. Minnesota Vikings at Seattle Seahawks. Houston Texans at New England Patriots. We'll see J. Stroud. Um... Vikings at Seahawks is that? Yeah, tonight is well. Yeah, long? and
2: Texans at at New England at the, at the Patriots. Inch me. All right, let's get into it. Why don't we do it like this? You killed that read, by the way. Genuine zeal was you coming think I'll it was be okay. pouring out of you.
3: Think I'll be okay? It's a big, big month. My, I mean, Walker has been counting down. He's he's into the preseason. I think it's. I got it. He's a boy. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. <laughs> well, the adults are. <laughs> the adults are too. I, th- I mean, I th- I don't think what it's, adults talking out of school. I mean, the Hall of Fame game got higher ratings than like. Like NBA playoff games, MLB playoff games. It's our it's our biggest couple weeks of the year on NFL Network because there. we're just preseason all the time and tons of people watch it. You're right. But Greg, you're suggesting that Dan and I aren't
2: totally – we're bought in. We're involved.
1: Yes. The, the popularity of, say, the Hall of Fame game, which is outrageous, that game, from a competitive stand, standpoint, competition standpoint – just shows you how the juggernaut the, the NFL is that that we have and we're you know very lucky to to cover this sport that could that could garner numbers like that for a game in which virtually no starters are even on the field. Uh, we're going to see starters on the field, not not everybody. You know, there are a lot of big names. Very rare that you see big names, especially a quarterback position, playing. But we're going to see a lot of players that are going to matter. And let's start with uh, let's just go in order, Vikings at Seahawks. Um, Mark, you got a whole list of, of stuff. What, what are you looking for in this game?
2: Well, I wouldn't say I went game by game this way. They're, I've got them sprinkled throughout. I'm Vikings, I think they sort of said no one's going to play, but Jordan Addison, the rookie wideout, is someone I'd, I'd, I'd point to, and Jackson Smith and Jigba for the Seahawks. I mean, these co- guys are going to be counted on right away from from week one. And uh, especially, I just think that Seattle's, like, wide receiver group is insane. And I think that you're going to get – like, Jackson's going to – I just had this feeling, the way he looked to me on tape, that he's just going to step right in and fit with them. And so,
3: if you get a little bit of them, uh, literally hours from now, I would be excited to see what they look like. He's too good to play in the preseason. I'm a little uh – Disappointed, and some teams do play their starters more. And because I feel like Pete Carroll has historically right. done a lot of that, right? He has. It's when Russell Wilson won his job, yep. which was, was really in the preseason. I'm a little disappointed. Devin Witherspoon's had a, a second ha- a hamstring injury, he's their top five pick at cornerback who they, they picked over Jalen Carter. And so he's had one of those camps where he started a little late because of the contract, and then a the hamstring, and he actually wasn't taking uh, starter snaps for the most part, and that's, maybe it's Pete Carroll making him earn it, but he's been playing inside. It's just one of those things that I can already fast-forward to next year and hear De- you had some Devin Witherspoon Puffy saying, like, I never really fully caught up, so I'd like, because I'm really excited about him. I'm excited about that secondary, excited about that, that defense, but I don't know if we'll see much of him in the preseason. Yeah, DJ Dallas, you would think, is going to get a,
1: a good run here, potentially, with all the injuries Seattle has, and yeah, if Smith and Jigba hits the ground running, and Lockett is been as underrated as any receiver yeah. the last 10 years. And of course, Metcalf is, I think is a superstar. As long as Gino doesn't crater here,
3: they're going to score points. They're going to do very they're, well. Their turnaround took like less than a year. Stroud is the, is the headliner for the Thursday night games that we get to see Stroud because it, according to the Texans re- at Pats, right? The, the reporters there, and he started camp a little slower, like, like most rookies do and has really come on and, Training camp. I mean, preseason's for rookies, and so him and Tank Dell. Tank Dell is the third round pick, kind of that shifty slot receiver mold, getting wide open like that. That should be fun to watch. Uh, on the Patriots side of things,
1: what are we seeing, Mac Jones tonight? I don't think so. He they, is they never say ahead of time. All the you know, we didn't dwell on it too much, but any speculation through the spring and into early summer about the Bailey Zappy Mac Jones QB uh, battle, there is no battle. Uh, Mac Jones is the guy he's getting the first team reps. Um, I would say if Jones isn't playing a lot, Zappy's going to get some playing time. It is an opportunity uh, to put a bug in Belichick's ear. You know, if he lights up a bunch of practice squad guys and future FedEx drivers. Zappi. Yeah. Zappi. I think um, Belichick already has a bit of a Zappi
2: fascination, Right.
1: So yeah, this is an opportunity for him to further uh, dig into that infatuation.
2: I mean, I would, I would play Mac Jones. I mean, it's series or two because like they used to, Tom Brady would roll out there in the preseason more than you'd think. Right. I, secondly, I should have said I have no idea if he's playing. Right. We'll see. But very like, this is a new offense. Um, in theory, it's been corrected a lot. But like, the reports out of New England, especially at like the very thin, um, unelegant, uh, wide receiver position, have been kind of disastrous. So it's like, what? Why? Are, what are we holding Mac Jones back for? Like, it's like. So he doesn't get hurt. Well, sure. But like at some point, I mean, I would just
3: I, they got to get this thing going a little ben bit. Dillington, who's healthy on the line. I think I think they say play two quarters. But, I think they've know. they've seen their offense kind of come to life, too, over the last week. That's the thing. You get so fixated. It's crazy to take much away from those non padded practices. Uh, Demario Douglas, is that how you say his name? Uh, an undrafted rookie smells like a Patrioty guy that he might be their starting slot receiver. They might have an undrafted guy playing a lot of snaps, so he is someone where the preseason matters for him. They had a second rounder last year, Tyquan Thornton. They got all excited about, and he might already be passed by this undrafted kid, uh, Douglas. You're right about
1: Belichick and the Patriots being unpredictable. I kind of remember vaguely, like year 15 for
3: Brady or around there, him playing with the first team offense into oh, yeah. like the second half. Yeah. Oh yeah, just yeah, just letting it rip. And it's it, now with the three weeks, so it's also unpredictable which weeks starters will play i because there's less and i feel like a lot of teams aren't using that third week that actually some might use the first and second week almost as what used to be the second and third week like those are the kind of the two two main weeks so every team approaches it a little differently depends if you had the joint practices like for instance the jets uh panthers second joint practice got rained out and it's like okay you wonder if they might play a little more starters i I doubt. Aaron Rodgers is playing, but maybe Bryce Young plays a little more because they didn't get that second choice. They
2: fight. seem to like those practices so much more because you can work with the other coach to set up what you actually want to do, where in a game, like... You a little more control. Yeah, you may yeah. not get to the red zone in a game with the people you want to have there. Let's move to Friday. g
1: at Detroit Lions from Ford Field. Uh, I would say from the Giants side of things, uh, we all know Darren Waller is going to be they hope will be the focal point, kind of their passing attack and their red zone offense. They have a bunch we've talked about on the show, just a bunch of guys at wide receiver. And if, if I'm a giants fan um, you know, we're looking at Isaiah Hodgkins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, a rookie Sterling shepherds there, Wandell Robinson, even though he's on, he's on the pup list right now. Um, You want some of these guys to kind of establish a role, Uh, or find themselves and and be able to put together an offense. And we
3: just saw Connie Fox outside. I waved her to come in. So we'll see if that happens. So sometimes it's like about who does and doesn't play in the preseason. But. The the reports in camp. I think Hodgins is a starter. I think Jalen Hyatt, their third round rookies, had a nice game, and I think Paris Campbell might have wormed his way into playing time there. So basically, all the guys who have been around, like Sterling Shepard and Wandel, like they might be getting left behind. I want to see Jamison Crowders in that camp. Is that true? He is there as well. Cole Beasley's there. Like they're not going to need those guys if if the Paris Campbells and the Jalen Hyatts end up performing.
1: Eric, can you give your headset to Connie? and we say hello to oh, her? Yeah,
3: I'm nice, the one that like nice waved surprise. her forward. Yes, just, yes, Greg. Good yes,
1: Greg,
2: you, you are the one. Job, Greg. I'm just saying, yes. it Ex seems Greg, like you did a great job.
3: It seems like uh, <laughs> she didn't want to come.
5: This is not great for the hair right now. Uh,
3: it's okay. Hey, how great. are you, Colleen? I'm great. Good to see I'm, you.
5: I just got back from Seattle last night. And you
3: loved it there.
2: You suggested you might
3: not
1: leave.
5: I love Seattle. They put
1: you on Puget Sound over there, I heard.
5: Uh, lake Washington. Oh, that looks like up. the
2: most tranquil. Is that a real lake? Because you say George Damn. Washington might not be real. What about Lake Washington? I mean, it depends what mental state and where Connie was and what she was doing. Well, I, I was like-
5: working, so okay. I was okay. in a very straight-laced state. <laughs> but it was still super Laced fun. Laced
2: with
5: what? Um, reality.
1: Got it. <laughs> Got it.
5: Uh, miss you guys. Great to see you.
1: Great to see you. What do you got going on right now?
5: Um, here to just do the double header today.
1: Oh, beautiful. Yeah. We you got any, any uh, takes? That that. We just hit on the two games. Any takes? Oh, that's from great. Your I should listen
5: research? so I can prepare. Um <laughs> oh, we I were... got home at ten o'clock last night, so mm. we were
3: thorough for five. Wait, or six did minutes. you? Yeah. Did you have a I You? I saw you gave Pete Carroll like a pair of, you know, Air Carols or whatever. <laughs> air Air <laughs> Monarchs. Air
5: so that... Pete Carroll gave us oh. Bucky and I. Bucky got some Monarchs because P. Carroll gave the whole team Monarchs, mm. but they didn't have Monarchs in my size, so they gave me some Air Maxes.
2: Yep, size um, negative three. Like yeah, what is your uh, <laughs> shoe size? Well.
5: I'm a six and a half in women, so I can fit in a five youth.
2: Like what is that in the range of women's She's like, shoes? Uh, Parker like, shaking her head
5: in smaller middle? stunned
2: disbelief that a foot could be that small.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah, but it's great. I can I can buy boys' shoes so they're cheaper. So Jays are uh, and like more availability too. Oh
1: yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good.
5: It's great. So good times. All right.
1: Okay. Well, Connie, thank you for this. I've stopping. said it all. <laughs> You've said <laughs> it all, and it's good. You're you're my hard knocks co-host, and we're gonna be together in the studio on Tuesday. We got to get you. right. And if we can get you in on
3: ATN next week. That yeah, I'm gold.
5: available. There you go. Okay. Bye, guys.
3: There she goes. All right, farewell. So check her out on the NFL Network. I mean, we did extra promo. Yeah. You know what I Definitely like? in the clear. Network. We had a we had a, a corporate meeting
2: that started two minutes ago, and we're just sticking it to the corporates because we're still here doing this. Bang. I had Bang. two corpo meetings at the exact same time scheduled. All right, here we go. So
1: <laughs> we talked about the Giants. Uh, anything, uh, guys, on the Detroit side that you're looking for? Sam Laporta,
2: who has been, like, the rave, rave reviews all camp. I don't know how much we'll see of them, but
1: uh, Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay. This is the most uninspiring quarterback competition since what's the Chiefs' hard knock season? You remember those guys, Brody
2: Coyle and yeah, that's Tyler Thigpen. Was that, a, that was that one or was Castle in
3: that? There was Matt Castle and Brady Quinn one year. But you both you knew it was over for both. It's a tough one. When you sign Baker to a one-year, three-million-dollar contract, which is like less than good backups make, but then he's your favorite to start Week One, it's problematic. Uh, I feel like he has a chance. I also, I actually feel like if John Walford had a, ba- a huge preseason, like it will increase the chances that we see John Walford playing NFL f- football this cinch me. Hmm. <laughs> uh and
1: let's move on to Green Bay at. Cincinnati.
2: Well, I th- I don't know what we'll how much we'll see of Jordan Love, but I mean that's the— he's playing. There's that. I mean, there's the Bengals are just probably I, they've been practicing against each other the past couple of days, and they've been intense practices where uh, a couple guys got kicked out of practice for fighting. And I you know Jordan Love reports in general that he's been sort of up and down that he's pr- like he, in those scrimmages there was a lot of sort of
3: conservative play and check downs and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I want to see how they use him. He's and- playing. I mean, and Good. I think he'll play at least the first two weeks of preseason, maybe all three. They have so many rookies that matter uh, for on a team that I think actually will matter this year, that they are one of the teams to watch. I think in the preseason, like Jaden Reed, it sounds like is going to be their slot receiver. Mm-hmm. He's a rookie. Um, why am I spacing on uh, the guy that I'm not totally in Romeo love with? Dodge. Musgrave. Musgrave, oh. their tight end, rookie tight end, has had a big training camp. So they, those guys will be out there. And, like, the Bengals, I do wonder if their backup quarterbacks continue to play like you would expect Jake Browning and Trevor Simeon to play. It's like, what are we doing here? You're trying to win a Super Bowl? You're really going to be one uh, heartbeat away from Jake Browning and Trevor Simeon? Like, I think if they struggle in the preseason, they might start kicking the cans on who's that's out there. The same with it's the like Bills. a Jameis or a, or a Carson well, Wentz. Hang on like a second. I I know what you're saying, but if Joe if something
1: happened to Joe Burrow, the season's over anyway. But I'm saying like – It doesn't matter who you get off the – It does, though. Pile.
3: It does because if he misses two or three weeks and the difference between Jameis Winston and Carson Wentz and freaking Jake Browning, it's like you got no chance with Jake Browning. You throw Wentz or Winston or someone that's like fair. that on a decent team. I thought you meant more like yeah, a long-term Fair. For, you call up Matt for, Ryan. But you're
1: right. You should have something. Oh, we'll get to Winston because that jumped out to me and uh, doing some reading this morning. Uh, the Packers thing, by the way, just a the theory, because I've seen a lot of positive buzz uh, around love. And <clears throat> I wonder how much of that is Packers fans trying to kind of will this into a happy outcome for the team <laughs> at a time when Aaron Rodgers is on this wild honeymoon romp with the Jets that features no absolutely zero carnal boundaries.
3: It is a crazy no, no honeymoon carnal period. boundaries. Yeah, it, I see what he's saying. It's <laughs> a honeymoon play. It's like the best honeymoon period ever. Like they're not
1: leaving the room, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers right now, and it's like, well, the the Packers like, I love you so much, Jordan Love. Like you. We're not going anywhere either.
2: Yeah, but there was a there was a the, the report that like <laughs> finally, um, Aaron Rodgers got agitated at his at his teammates, and some of them Uh-oh. sort of said, "Well, you know, he's been really kind and patient with us, but it's you know it can turn a little bit. So maybe they one of them did leave the room." It gives me to whatever they
4: say about the- Aaron Rodgers on TV is a lie.
3: There you go.
2: <laughs> so we could cross that off the list.
3: Oh, okay. It gives me to and <laughs> Philly vibes. When to arrived in Philly, it was like the greatest honeymoon period ever, and it and it. Remain that way for an entire year. That's Let's kind of what. I ex- I, it's kind of what I expected.
1: Uh, Atlanta at Miami. Uh,
2: how much are we can see of Bijan Robinson?
1: Miami. Uh, I, I cannot. I think wait that's
2: for what this everyone's game. excited about. I think this is
3: this is like the Falcons. There's something about them right now that's exciting. I think Ritter might might play some. I'm curious. Dave, Devin Achain, the the running back, rookie running back for the Dolphins, because as we mentioned, kind of with Wes at the top of the show, I feel like rookie running backs you can't see it. Practice reports on running backs just don't matter. Uh, but this is where like those mid round guys, and there's a there's a few in this class uh that I want to see this weekend. Um
1: <clears throat> uh, you know, I like the Falcons better this year than the last two years. Right. But I did I was at the barbershop on um Saturday and I looked up and the TV had Desmond Ritter practice reel and then underneath it his his numbers uh in the final four. Four starts of the season, he threw for 750 yards and two touchdowns and four starts.
2: I thought he got better during those four. I know that's such
1: a small uh, sample size and two random stats, but not. I mean, wasn't exactly uh, lighting the world on fire, uh, and now he's the unquestioned. Cuban. And I, w-
3: I went back and watched those. You know how many interceptions he had? Zero. Zero. And they talked about very him being safe very accurate during this camp and very. Stuff. I don't know. Boring. They all yes. seem to love him. I mean,
1: I know. I just wonder if there's some convincing going on in that building as well. That's all.
3: They also could run. I don't think we're going to, that's the thing is like, we're not going to learn too much quarterbacks. It's fun to watch, but that's where I think the preseason can get a little fake. Sometimes, Blake Bortles, Pops, sometimes some pretty great rookie quarterbacks have, have struggled in preseason.
1: Uh, Washington, uh, do you have anything else from Miami side of things? Washington at Cleveland, we're going to see, uh, you'd like to see if you're the commander, especially after that story slash non-story around, you know, Eric, the enemy is too mean. Um, you'd like to see Sam Howell go out there and lead a scoring drive or two just to, to get some good vibes in that building about what their quarterback situation is right now. Um, and... You know, I don't I, I would imagine that in general, very few established QBs are going to play a snap in these silly games. But like Deshaun Watson, it would make sense for him to get as many reps as possible. There was some reporting that he'd play a little bit. He's one guy that I would think it makes a lot of sense based on his underwhelming close last season.
2: Uh, he played last preseason. I mean, I think you got to like this again. This is another one of these teams where if, it's, if you're like, you know, Russell Wilson, like get out there and play. Like take some of this kind of fun? Here.
1: he had just signed that huge contract. Why did he even play in the preseason last year? If he was going to disappear for twelve weeks, (laughs) like what was the point of that? Other than risking a blown ACL, it's their centerpiece. That's what I mean. I don't know. I don't know. Are they making good decisions there?
2: I don't know. Well, was it? Yeah.
1: Denver at Arizona. Go ahead. I got. I got a take on the Broncos
3: in this one. This one matters to me. Well, this this game matters to me because it's uh, it's time for the Clayton Toon uh, Express to start cranking it up. I mean, we got a chance to have a fifth round rookie possibly start week one. That's outrageous. I got to think it's Colt McCoy, but maybe it's Clayton Toon. And this reminds me, I actually brought in a gift today uh, was at the last bookstore downtown Los Angeles mm-hmm. or uh, a city. Uh, Home to one of the world's great bookstores, Last Bookstore. Really a classic. And I saw in the sports section uh, the 19 – actually, I don't know when this was uh, released. The 2011 um, classic Growing Up Colt by Colt McCoy and Brad McCoy with Mike Yorkley. A father, a son, a life in football. Just think of the wisdom you can get from uh, – quite wow. 12 years ago.
2: I assume you're not giving uh, this to Dan. No, this end. is for okay. Mark. This is for um, Mark. Right. So number 1, that's, that's
3: really nice. That's of
2: you. I really appreciate that. Uh about like in 2012 or so. <laughs> Look at his open. Look at his I'm a, I'm a good old boy with my denim shirt. No book. Bu- he wrote it with his dad. I've actually read this book. Like Is what? that a John you read it? I read it when it came out. And so I, but this is a, this is an incredible gift. <laughs> so i tell you why like the like, 5 It's one of the it's here. one of the reasons that I named my son Colt because it's a really actually a good book if you're a dad. But secondly, I was at a Browns bar once, had the book with me, and gave it to a Browns fan who I thought I'd see the next week, and he never showed up again. So I've not had the book for a decade, and now you've given it to me again. Thank you. That's
1: really nice. I've got to take
2: it back. that You had already read it. No, 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 no. I'm going to put it on my bookshelf.
1: I got a feeling, and I'm passing no judgment, uh, but just. Just the vibe, there's a lot of Jesus stuff in that
2: one. It's uh they are they are a religious family. There's no doubt. I about
1: love that. football, I love family, I love my John Deere truck that I put on the cover of my book. And Jesus Christ.
2: But they kinda of raised him to be kind of a you know, a tough kid out of the gate and stuff.
1: I want grown up cult Sessler. I want that one. With that's you gonna be a cult. wild
3: that's that I novel <laughs> comes out about fourteen years from now, and there could be some there could be I old. mean he's about the same age as Colt McCoy was when this book came out. There is always something funny well. to me about like biographies of a twenty-one year old.
1: Yeah, calm down about yeah. that. Uh the, the Jared Stidham of It All Matters to me just because um Sean Payton obviously likes him and maybe uh, Stidham can light up these FedEx drivers and turn a curiosity into an obsession for a head coach who's, you know, egomaniacal and wants to put his stamp on his new team. Mm. And uh, that would start with the quarterback that I brought in when I got here. I, I my take is I don't think we're going to see Russell Wilson much, but or at all today or this weekend. But like, I don't know if Russ even realized how much danger he's in. I think Russ has to be closer to great than good uh to stay in this lineup because I think Peyton might be in a rush to kind of really start his he's
2: receiver. gotta be the old Russell Wilson this season or I Mr. think they experiment it <laughs> by week six or seven.
1: And my thoughts on the Cardinals, Clayton Toon. I don't care.
3: Jeff Driscoll. I don't care. David Blau.
1: I don't care. Well
3: the second two David Plow. I understand, oh, although we do have a a co-host uh, <laughs> writing a newsletter about him, so that's kind of rude. I don't think there'll be factors in the battle. But uh, Clayton Toon, they drafted him. He's their guy.
1: Tennessee at Chicago.
3: You know, Chicago, um, they have a rookie running back, Roshan Johnson. Justin Fields is going to play in this game. I think he's going to play potentially in all three preseason games. So Good. Uh, Roshan Johnson is one of those guys that like the draft picks get super excited about, and the fantasy heads are like, no one else is really there. It's Khalil Herba. They just like pencil him in as a potential starter, and then you hear like, actually, he's not pass protecting that well in camp, and like, so that he's one of those guys that's like needs to get playing time in the preseason. I think Tennessee.
2: I want to see Will Levis. I mean, any of these rookie quarterbacks, it's like let's watch the entire. He'll thing. play
3: for what it's worth. They're still listing Malik Willis as the backup uh, on those depth charts, but those depth charts don't mean much. Um, nice move, by the way, Mike Frabel naming
1: a uh, DL D, defensive line coach, Terrell Williams, the acting head coach for this game. That does tell you a little bit about how much this game means. Uh, yeah, but they should do that but, all over the. But place. also,
3: a great job by a guy who's trying to you know pump up one of his dudes that he believes deserves it's funny platform because I, I hear you in terms of what it means in the wins and losses and that's right obviously but whenever you whenever they on hard knocks like are wired and this is true all throughout the preseason like they care so much they get so, like Aaron Rodgers was He was caring. going absolutely was, nuts like, they, yeah it just because they're competitors and they're playing football and people that they know are literally fighting for their livelihoods like that they get super fired up for it, even though in the end they also know that the result sorta of doesn't matter it's like it's a fascinating thing um true indy at buffalo
2: anthony richardson
1: not a surprise barring injury i don't think there is any scenario in which jim mercy excuse me shane steichen doesn't go with the first round <laughs>
2: rookie in week one he's we starting this game too i mean i think that you're Just right how do you keep him what would match?
1: he have to do like honestly would anthony richardson if he threw an interception in every one of these games and didn't move the ball, I still think he's starting week one.
2: He'd have to go like AWOL for 10
3: days and no one knows where he is. And it's he, like, we're not sure we can count on this guy, but well, he's not going to do that. Minshew's reportedly you know, played really well practice. I actually think if he was really struggling in practice, if he was Zach Wilson as a rookie in practice, I actually do think they would be more hesitant. But there hasn't been that feel. It sounds like everything is on track enough. Uh, and yeah, he's starting this game. That kind of says, it. and you talked about the Bengals backup QB scenario, but
2: like these reports out of Buffalo, that Kyle Allen, and this is not a big surprise. If you watched much Kyle Allen, like they have a serious issue at backup quarterback in Buffalo that like, if and you know, in Josh
3: Allen, same thing. If Josh Allen goes down, check you later, but um, they could be looking but around. Didn't we see backup. Kyle Allen uh, win a football game overseas? Only so many quarterbacks have done that. Mm-hmm. Did they win that game? I mm-hmm. can't even remember anymore. Like Jameis threw, like, five interceptions in the Panthers. That was bad. Yeah. That was bad, that was a bad performance. Mark,
1: uh, Jonathan Taylor, AWOL, just clears the runway because it's Jake Funk season, baby. It's exciting. I mean, it's... This is funk. That's good. That is funk.
2: This is your time, baby. I mean, to speak over this music is a tough, tough ad, but uh, I know Jake Funk, you know... Flamed out with the Rams, surprisingly. I think everyone was surprised that he didn't thrive there. You said um, everyone? Everyone. But now I think he's got a whole new opportunity. And look at, like, your star running back is obviously a little bit cowed by the idea of going up against Jake Funk. Turn so this he, up, in my he's vanished headphones. from practice. It's time for Funk to turn this, do this to it.
1: 11. It- Funk season for Mark Cisler. Loves those white running backs.
2: That is not what's
3: happening here.
1: In a multitude.
3: It's funny with all the you know budget cuts, we could just afford such a quality session uh, player back there. Just that's actually Eric. Lighten it up. He's got
1: a keyboard in front of him. <laughs> he's like that guy that went viral on TikTok. He's a, a New York City guy, and he's in his uh, like his tidy whiteies. And a Mark Rebele,
2: yeah, Rebele, yeah, love that
1: guy. I, I
3: will give credit to Randy though; he's the one did, he dug for that.
2: Oh, I know cool. we were, big Randy Chavez, Randy, of course, through, a
1: big spot for me. Not surprising that Randy would be the guy that found the funk. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, that guy is funk. Jets at Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young, yeah, Bryce Young. And, you know, he, he'll be up against the Jets defensive line is pretty wild. They, they, they're they deep. Uh, they got a lot of rotational rushers. I'm excited to see some of these guys, including their first round pick, Will McDonald. And you
3: look good last week too.
1: Jermaine Johnson flashed as a first rounder last year. He was like the other first rounder that was kind of forgotten, but he, he made an impact for them. And he's going to have a bigger role this year. So those guys, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see them on the field getting after young whose mobility is part of his game.
2: How long do you like play Bryce Young? I mean, I think that's an interesting because, like, the, it's not the old school preseason. It's like the whole season, your whole franchise pivots around this guy. Do you not treat him more like? I want to
1: see him too because the whole yeah thing about his size and everything. Now we're gonna see him in an NFL game, kind of, uh, with giant offensive linemen and huge uh, front seven coming at him. Like, is it is it going to be jarring? Is it gonna is it gonna be one of those things like with Kyler, for
3: instance, where it's like, whoa.
1: This guy's small as hell. Yeah, except like, his head yes. going to be like that. Except yes, it will element. be like that.
2: Like a
3: Jonathan Mingo was listed as a starter, uh, one of my favorite rookie receivers, so they're not wasting any time with him. Jacksonville at Dallas.
1: We didn't see a lot of Dallas receivers making plays with CeeDee Lamb out of practice on Monday. The guy I really I want to see is Michael Gallup. I just
3: don't know what their plan is for him, but... Um, would be interesting to see if he um, flashes. Deuce Vaughn feels very much like a preseason sensation. Oh, big time! I, I can see that happening. Tank Biz, Bigsby, what a name! Tank Biz Bigsby, uh, and could it be a sneaky fantasy factor this year. He he's almost certainly their backup running back, uh, and possibly their red zone guys had a nice uh, camp. And I feel like you need someone with ETN. I don't want to give ETN three hundred touches, so he's someone you more. don't like ETN that much, huh? I like him fine, but I don't think you want to give him 300 touches. I feel like he'd be nice in a in a chair.
2: Tank Bigsby's real name, Cartavius Bigsby. That's pretty good nice. too. That's pretty. Should just kept Cartavis. Uh, Tank is not a bad Tank's name good too. For you're so
1: right. A red zone hammer. Deuce Vaughn is so the favorite to be preseason MVP because he plays for the Cowboys. They're trying to figure out things. His size leads to all that Deuce porn, as we heard on Monday. Um, he's going to run for like 700 yards.
2: And that, you but know, will he seeing, have a role in the
1: offense. We'll see. Like
2: you get to like to go to these practices in person. Like you did mention the Bryce Young thing. Like Deuce Vaughn, the human being compared to everyone else on the field. Like it's a reason to watch a Cowboys game alone. It, it You don't see this very. Just often.
1: don't ask him to pick up a blitz with Dak Prescott behind center.
2: Yeah, that's don't that, know. that doesn't go so well.
1: Eagles at Baltimore Ravens.
2: How about the Ravens? Uh, you know, the way they treat the preseason and their incredible. Oh, streak.
1: Great call. Yeah. The dynasty. What is the streak? What are we up to? Let's see. Ravens winning streak. (laughs) This is kind of what they're known for at this point in their franchise. (laughs) 23 straight. Think about this. This is, I think, unbreakable records in in pro sports. Like, (laughs) you know, you throw them out there. You know, I don't know. Joe DiMaggio, 56 game hitting streak. 23 straight exhibition games winning across what five or six years, when you're not playing your starters and and there's all sorts of things that can happen that that really don't matter and would end a game. All the imagine how many of these games have gone down, Greg, to the last couple plays because that's just how a lot of these preseason games go. Because
3: nobody ties, so you just start doing crazy stuff, and they've won them all. If this streak is so long. I would I would have to fact check, but I'm pretty sure Robert Griffin the third is like a big part of this streak (laughs) as the Ravens. I like how they bring out Justin Tucker to win the close (laughs) ones. Uh, That is wild. The Eagles quietly uh, signed a couple veteran linebackers this week, Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham. They clearly weren't happy with what they were seeing at linebacker. And and I've seen some reports that Nolan Smith has really had a nice camp, the the rookie, and that they've actually played him at off-ball linebacker a little bit, which is kind of shocking because he's such a fast, Pass rusher, kind of like a Hassan Reddick guy, so he, he's some he's someone to watch because he could play a little more than than maybe he was expected on a on a deep Eagles defense. But they're they're searching a little bit at at linebacker. I would maybe,
2: I mean, with the, with these reports that you know Lamar is a, l- a little befuddled and the offense isn't looking that sharp. Like, I don't know. Do you not? Do you just wait till week one to see how things go with him?
1: Or we just keep maybe Odell and shrink wrap until September. Yeah, yeah, March, yeah I would do
3: that. But I mean, there, there's something about this wide receiver years, group. But. I mean, Rashad Bateman just came off. Pop, I'm afraid. Uh, Zay Flowers has supposedly been as advertised. Ravens, just a little more context on this, the streak. The last loss, September
1: 3rd, 2015. On that day. Wait, 2015? On that day, Ravens star quarterback. This is from Fox Sports. Lamar Jackson made his debut for the Louisville Cardinals. (laughs) two days after that 20 to 19 defeat to the Falcons to finish the 2015 preseason on a three game This game board. is huge. Uh, they're laying wood six points to the Eagles. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're a pretty heavy favorite and
3: um, it'd be funny. We'll see if it, it continues. Cause they, I think they play Washington every year. It's just like, you know, local. Rivalry, sure. Whatnot. It'd be funny if battle at the beltway if Rivera just was like, I'm sick of this freaking streak. I'm sick. of And just like, played all of his starters.
1: Sam, Just like Sam Howell, you're giving me four quarters and 40 passes yeah, today. Guess... I'm going to win this game, they
3: lose. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess the quarterback w- wouldn't be great either, but, like, you play your entire awesome defensive line for three quarters, you're calling trick plays. Someone should do that. it would be all fun. Right,
2: like it's time for somebody <laughs> to end the, the streak.
3: Ball. It cannot extend through this year. In fact,
1: I might go the other way and root against the streak uh, just for the drama of it at this point. The second longest winning streak, by the way, is... Buffalo Bills, who have won nine straight preseason.
3: That's a lot, games. too. That
1: is that a lot. That tells you
2: how tough this, this chore would be. Uh, battle at
1: SoFi. Chargers at Rams. Think about, in terms of energy and electricity, six Taylor Swift shows <laughs> in seven nights, and then you go straight to the battle for Los Angeles. Chargers,
3: Rams, preseason.
2: It just gets more. I'm going to this game, so I can't wait to check it out. I've been to this game. Are you getting paid for that? No, I'm going to go Stop. as a... For
3: myself. It's rude. You're going with your kids, right?
2: I'm taking them to a different uh, Rams game. Um, this one I am going in, in a different
3: uh, different situation, but I just want to go see what it's like. <laughs> uh, I've been to, I believe I've been to three Rams Chargers games since SoFi's open. Maybe it's only two. Um, you know, th- these are two teams I don't play a lot of starters, unfortunately. Kyron Williams is maybe someone to watch the backup uh, running back. The Rams are going to have to play more guys that are going to be starters because they don't know who their starters are. Well, they're kind of If you're a Rams fan, it's like it's not. It's
2: sort of depressing time a little bit, but like you're kind of relearning an entire roster.
3: Yeah, I remember so many guys. Josh, defense. Pa- Josh Palmer had a big game in this in this uh, battle of L.A. last year. And you know what? He ended up having. A, I'll a sell nice this one season. I don't think there's yeah. any team in the league Lance McCutcheon.
1: that fa- that fashions itself competitive and potentially a playoff team. Where the preseason is more important than it is for Sean McVay and the Rams to find some bodies on that defense and yep. establish some type of cohesiveness. I wonder if we'll get one. to see
2: people walking around in the shirts with the and and the ampersand, the, like the slogan shirt if you, on the it, sideline. Dep-
3: yeah, I'll and try let, to get a what? photo if I can. And let's see if they've um, let's see if they've upgraded the uh, concession situation because this is the nicest stadium in the league. It's beautiful. The, con- the food's terrible. Need some better nachos. What about the 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 lady with
2: the axe? Is she going to be there?
1: Uh, is it a, that's a, a Rams def- thing or a Chargers thing? Well, it's
2: Rams and it's a yeah. Rams game. Oh, then you, got, you should game. have her unless she's on tour. She's very successful. I don't know if she ride. does preseason though, but she'd have to start to practice and get. And I would
1: say, Mark, <laughs> if you're if you're if you're going to the game, which you are, bring your shoulder pads. You might McVeigh might be like, I need I need a body. Get out there. I need a safety. I need a free safety.
2: I'll, if they let me in with that kind of stuff, I'll bring them in.
1: Uh, Chiefs at Saints. How about this? The Derek Carr goes to New Orleans and there he is, right, right back to playing uh Andy Reid in Kansas City
3: and a big showdown. <laughs> I don't know if we'll see him on uh on Sunday. We'll see. We'll probably see some Jameis. They might I think they might be trying to advertise Jameis. If they like Jake Hayner enough, their rookie quarterback, and if he plays well in the preseason, I feel like Winston could be had for for a song if anyone is out there.
1: Yeah, speaking of that, surprised me. Um, but I read Eric Edholm, who we just had on the show, did a nice kind of ramp up to preseason week one on NFL.com. Check it out. And uh, he noted that the, you know there's a real battle here for QB two, and if Winston goes from starting quarterback to can't even be the backup, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for such a, a bunch weird... of teams. Uh, who are looking for a guy that has experience and some level of skill.
2: It just seemed like the, <laughs> the, between him Whatever and Dennis Allen like last year, things just seemed a little weird behind
3: the scenes. I'm almost surprised he's even I, still there. I am su- very surprised he's still there. Chiefs actually have like a decent amount of interesting position battles. We mentioned Deneric Prince, Rishi Rice, rookies. So, Justin
1: first, Ross. First Jake at quarterback since Locker. Plummer. Locker was after Plummer. Dell Home. <laughs> Jake Delon, brisket, Jacoby, but yeah, it's kinda... no, he's Jake brisket. Yeah. It's us. Anyway, finally, San Francisco at Las Vegas. Oh, it's the battle Sam. of the bay. Sam, yeah, there you go. Sam, this is it, bud. Trey Lance versus Sam Darnold is how I see this. Who's going to be the backup slash waiting in the wings if Brock Purdy struggles or isn't physically right. And then hold on tight. If you get a chance to play in a game that matters, I'm excited. And the Trey Lance of it all is remains to me intriguing uh because of his pedigree and
2: I'm not like i have con- become almost convinced that Shanahan prefers Sam Darnold at this point. That like I you know, not unlike Jameis Winston. Um is the whole end game here to maybe move Trey Lance because, you know, other teams know nothing about him, but there's all this potential and like if they're gonna move one of them, it could be him, but uh won't see Brock Purdy. But I'm actually really interested to see Sam Darnold after you know, his head coach called him a, a Steve Young lookalike in the offense. Is that just hyperbole to try to stir up Trey Lance? Or I don't what? know. How's you guys would up?
1: get mad at me whenever I even brought him up in recent years. But Kyle Shanahan starts talking him up, and now it's like, yeah, but we, i got to see with this it. guy. Yeah, but when you pair I mean, you said, him with,
2: with Shanahan, you've, you've got me. Greg's
1: out here saying that Sam Darnold the biggest
3: bust in the history of the quarterback position in the NFL. I, I, a couple I good moments last that. Year. I said he was on the list. I, mean, I still, he never was on the list, but you said he was on the list. He still is. The numbers say it. His, the numbers say he's been one of the very worst quarterbacks in the league since the minute he got drafted and he was a top five pick. So what more do you need? Because it's not it's variable. At some that point beyond the, just the, the statistics. It's uh, the where he was. Well, you think like Jimmy Clausen and all these other guys that are thought of as huge busts were like in great situations now. No, nope. well,
1: I'm just saying in nuance that he actually can play. I think he can
3: if he gets the opportunity. I don't think Clawson could play no matter where you put him. I think he's consistent, he, but he you can see it. I think You're, he had a five I hope game stretch he, he had a five game stretch last year that was easily better than any five game stretch of his career where he looked like a a decent backup. Well, I hope he gets a job, and I hope he sticks it to Rosenthal. Well, his numbers will be great. Nick Mullins you know has has like a higher yards per attempt to start his career than any quarterback in NFL history. It's like he, <laughs> you walk out of the get out of bed with a eight yards per attempt in this offense. Well,
1: yeah. I was kind of, I'd mentioned that last week. I don't Whoever's the quarterback, this offense is going to be good,
3: but well, Donald Steve Port- young with, that throws righty. So it's like maybe go with him. Sam
2: Donald.
3: All he said was, why couldn't he be another Steve young? Which is like, yeah, why he's couldn't already he? four or five years into his career it was a little, like, people didn't think of Steve you Young. You know, given
1: how easy it is well, for quarterback to thrive in this offense, make Sam Darnold throw lefty.
2: Really make him Steve Young. Sure. Well, Steve Young also, was also kicking butt in the USFL. It wasn't like he had to right. and, and the, the Right. And the
3: 49ers actually gave up, I believe, uh, a lot for Steve Young, whereas Sam Darnold was freely available for uh, low, low price. I'll give you something freely available. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. That's it. So we'll be back on um, Monday – uh, with kind of a uh, look back at all, <laughs> all of these games. And, uh, uh, and you know, we'll, we'll see what we can take from them. We're going to mm-hmm. step into the competition cauldron on Monday. I'm excited oh, for that. Exactly. Also, big week. Big week coming up. Why? Um, Fantasy extravaganza. Coming up next week. Right? I don't think so. I thought we moved it up to
2: August. Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Well, I missed that.
1: Hello. A lot
2: of guests. A lot of guests. B- big <laughs> For lineup.
3: some reason, I thought it was the following week.
1: No, well, originally it was, and then we kind of said, oh, maybe we'll set it up to make sure we give as many people the chance to listen to it before the draft. Good producing. So we, we, we have that show coming up with a bevy of high-end, top-tier guests. Greg, you, you helped build Roto-World brick by brick. We're going to have to reach out to some heavy, heavy hitters. we got some big dogs in-house. With NFL media, uh, that's coming up on Wednesday, uh, and yeah, I should
3: call my buddy Chris, uh, Chris Johnson, see if he's available. Maybe he was on a magazine cover. Best friends.
1: That Greg guy, he was different.
2: <laughs> I like that guy. trip validated.
1: He the call.